Today's date, September 29th, 2022. I am starting this podcast in the great city of Seattle, Washington. It is 57 degrees Fahrenheit. I am your host, Derek Fleming. And welcome to Derek Talk. I do want to stress that this show is rated M for mature audiences. Some of the content in this upcoming segment is not intended for those under the age of 18. In today's show, I've been hearing a lot about the Jeffrey Dahmer movie on Netflix. And even though what this young man did, what he was Well, what he actually did, because it wasn't an accusation. He actually did these crimes. I think that there has always been some sort of a, I guess the word is, is the word twisted? There's always been some type of a fascination with true crime and people like Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, For whatever the reasons were that he committed such heinous acts I think the general public and this goes into something probably more in the psychiatry realm has always been fascinated by people like Jeffrey Dahmer what makes a human being commit such crimes and I don't know much about the Jeffrey Dahmer story I remember when he was actually doing some of these things And I would just look at, you know, my brothers and my classmates and be like, this guy has got to be one of the sickest people to ever live. Um, There would have been so many serial killers, Jeffrey Dahmer, who else, Ted Bundy, um, the list go Pee Wee Gaskins, who was from South Carolina, a town called Prospect, South Carolina. I'm actually from Florence, South Carolina, so I remember Pee Wee Gaskins very well and the Atlanta child murderer who was very prominent when I was a boy because my mom used to always tell us don't play beside the road because of the Atlanta child murderer I think his name was Arthur Williams but despite the gross things that Jeffrey Dahmer did there has always been a fascination with true crime in the minds of people across America. And the new Netflix series is garnering lots of attention, not necessarily positive attention. Some people are very upset because they're saying that the show is very insensitive toward the victims and their families. Um, I don't know. I just feel like I understand that, that these victims probably are still traumatized by a lot of the things that Jeffrey Dahmer has done. But Netflix is a movie series and their job or their thing is to tell a story. Um, So I'm kind of conflicted as to that particular Argument, you know, whether the show, whether the story should be told, whether the story should not be told. Um, I'm not going to call it entertainment. 
I call it true crime. It's more or less, more or less a documentary. But some of the things, interesting facts about Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, he was born Jeffrey Lionel Dahmer, born May 21st, 1960, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He died November 28th of 1994 in the Columbia Correction Institution, which is in Portage, Wisconsin. Um, and I never knew this, but he was a medic in the Army. He joined the Army after dropping out of Ohio State University. Dahmer was a serious alcoholic, even at a very young age. He was known to show up to high school drunk, covertly drink in class, and store liquor in his locker. These are some things where you can kind of see, even from a young age, that Jeffrey Dahmer wasn't the typical child. He wasn't out playing basketball or baseball. He was, even at a very young age, he was already doing some things that probably weren't necessarily normal. And I don't know what people's definition of normal is, but Jeffrey Dahmer definitely was probably a different animal. Subsequently, he was murdered in prison by another inmate who claimed that the guards left him alone with with Dahmer. Um, and they had that outcome in mind. So I feel like that was kind of a setup. They wanted Jeffrey Dahmer dead, but he was killed in prison. Um, many psychiatrists say that the alcohol use was Dahmer's way of dealing with his self-loathing homosexuality. Um, he's an admitted homosexual. And I guess they're saying that the alcohol use was his way of kind of masking the fact that he was homosexual. Um, and another thing that I found quite interesting when I was doing some research for this story and learning about you know, what people were thinking about the movie. Dahmer was actually creating an altar of the skull and bones and skeletons of his victims. He envisioned this so-called altar as a place where he could sit back on a black chair and immerse himself in the aura of his crimes. So when you look at all of these facts, and there's a lot about Jeffrey Dahmer that um, I'm not going to say is fascinating. That might not necessarily be the word, but definitely intriguing in the sense that what would make a human being do such things? Um, what would make a human being so angry, so mad, so bitter that he commits such crimes. That's always been my fascination. More of a, I have, I have questions. It's not necessarily um, a fascination. It's more of what would make you get to a point where you would hurt innocent people because one of the victims 
from the movie. One of the victims, I think, was six years old. Like, so obviously Jeffrey Dahmer liked compassion, liked empathy, liked those senses that we attribute to being a human being. Um, He had no compassion for his victims. Like I said uh, previously, he was building an altar. So this was definitely a sick individual who needed some type of mental help. I don't know what was the diagnosis as far as what he was diagnosed with. I would assume it would be something along the lines of um, manic depression or schizophrenia. Um, But Netflix released its new crime drama, Dahmer, Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story earlier this month. The 10-part series stars Evan Peters as Jeffrey Dahmer, the serial killer, pedophile, necrophiliac, and cannibal who murdered and dismembered 17 people over a 13-year span. So, and according uh, this, I got this uh, tweet off of Twitter, and it was from a gentleman by the name of, I think his name was Eric Perry. And he said, I'm not telling anyone what to watch. I know the true crime media is a huge turn on right now. But if you're actually curious about the victims, my family, the Isbells, are actually pissed about the show. Who says he's the cousin of Errol Lindsay. Errol Lindsay was 19 when he was murdered by Dahmer in 1991. So there are mixed reviews about the show, obviously. Like I said, there are those people who love the true crime part of it because that's that's fascinating to them. You know, it's mind boggling. It's fascinating. It's interesting that a man could do such heinous things to other people. So if you have not seen the show, which I watched yesterday. I think that you will be quite, what's the word I'm looking for? Because what I don't want to do is be insensitive to the victims and their families. I will just say this, Jeffrey Dahmer was definitely an individual who was very sick. He was definitely an individual who lacked compassion And like so many other serial killers, it's mind boggling how he could have done such things and got away with this for so long. Again, and I think that's the part that intrigues some people that he did this for so long and got away with it. It's almost like the things that he was doing, he was under the radar. You know, for many, many years before um, he was discovered and he went to went to prison. Um, In other news, rapper Coolio has passed away at the age of 59 years old. You probably remember the song Gangsta's Paradise, which was released in 1995 and was on the Billboard Top 100 in that year. 
Rest in Peace Coolio. I love that song, Gangsta's Paradise. Um, he would definitely probably go down as one of the most, well, that song, Gangsta's Paradise, was probably one of the most popular songs in hip-hop ever. It's probably still one of the most popular songs in hip-hop to date. So rest in peace, Coolio. There are no real details surrounding his death except that he collapsed in the bathroom at a friend's house. And I think that was on Wednesday night. He went to visit a friend and the friend was calling his name. And when he didn't hear anything, he went to the bathroom and Coolio was on the floor. And I don't know, details are very sketchy, but we will be keeping you informed on to more news about Coolio, who has passed away at the age of 59. But back to the Jeffrey Dahmer thing. And one young lady, she asked me, um, what do I think was going through his head when he was doing these things? And my answer to her was, I don't know exactly what was going on in Jeffrey Dahmer's mind when he was committing these crimes. What I do think is that even from a child, and I think this is true with most serial killers, there was something lacking with Jeffrey Dahmer even from even from childhood. There was something lacking, whether it was a lack of parenting, whether it was a lack of a father figure, a mom, because I didn't see any information about his mother or father. But like I said, even from a young age, he was engaging in a lot of drinking, a lot of alcohol use. And when we're under the influence of alcohol, we make a lot of bad decisions. We make a lot of decisions that are going to affect us later. You're not, you know, in your right frame of mind when you're under the influence of alcohol. And that's why I've always said to people and I've always stressed this, you know, on social media you know, in some of my books, live your truth, regardless of whatever the situation, always live your truth. Because Jeffrey Dahmer's truth was that he was homosexual. Now, to try to mask that, I don't know if he was ashamed of it, or I don't know if he just couldn't come out of the closet to people because he was afraid of being belittled or teased or mocked. But he used alcohol as a way to cope with the fact that he was homosexual. Um, and I think that had a lot to do with a lot of the things that he did. The fact that he was homosexual already made him feel like sort of an outcast. This is just my opinion. I think he felt like an outcast anyway. And I think that's a lot of serial killers. When you read about the uh, Timothy McVeigh, the Oklahoma City uh, killer, all of these guys had kind of one common denominator. And I think that common denominator was they were loners. They didn't really fit into society in a typical way. They kind of bounced by their own music. And they had these weird obsessions with things like guns and, you know, things like that. So I think that's one thing about Jeffrey Dahmer that you know, has to be taken into account. He was never the typical child, the typical teenager. Like I said, he wasn't out playing basketball or football. He was drinking and partaking in things that were 
should have been considered abnormal and should have alerted people like this is a young man or a child that needs a lot of help. The movie on Netflix is, is I wouldn't say intriguing, but it's very informative. It's very interesting. Some of these things I did not know about about Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, you can watch it for yourself um, and form your opinions on this individual but regardless of what your opinions are of Jeffrey Dahmer or of this show you have to accept the fact that some people just there are really no explanations as to why he did these things and this is more my my opinion I don't think there's necessarily a, a, a reason why he did it, um, except the fact that he wanted to be accepted. And I always feel like people want to belong. People want to be accepted. People want to be admired. I feel like he was lacking something from childhood. And I don't know what that was. Love, nurturing there was something that was skipped with Jeffrey Dahmer. There was something that was skipped with Timothy McVeigh. There was something that was skipped with Ted Bundy. Um, there was something that was skipped with Pee Wee Gaskins. People that commit such heinous crimes in a sick and twisted way, I think they're looking for some type of attention or love or some type of acceptance or a sense of belonging. We're human beings. Everybody wants to belong, to fit. I think... Because even in the case of what um, the young man in the, uh, what was it, Columbine, same situation. If you read up on their origin and some of the things that they were partaking in before they committed these crimes, they were always different people. They were always kind of the outcast of society, the one that was not accepted. He didn't have girlfriends. Girls didn't like him. He was mocked by, you know, his friends, the people that you know, he went to school with that story. That part of the story never changes. Most serial killers or people that commit such crimes are outcast. They're not accepted in society. So they start looking into things like that. They're fascinated by like guns and bombs and things that they can you know, indulge themselves in because their peers, their 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 friends, their the people that they go to school with don't necessarily accept them because they're like considered weird. So as that progresses, they end up committing heinous crimes and doing all types of things that are unthinkable to the normal human being. That's just my analysis of the whole Jeffrey Dahmer uh, series on Netflix. Um I think everyone should watch it just because that was a part of our history that we can learn from and we don't want to repeat when we see the warning signs that someone is in a dark place or they're reaching out for help or they're saying things that are a little bit abnormal. Then it's time for someone to step in and say, Maybe we should watch this guy. Maybe I should alert, you know, law enforcement. Maybe the authorities should be called. I feel like in the Jeffrey Dahmer case, the ball was dropped for years because people were not paying attention. 
I feel like some of the victims, and I think they said he killed like 13, well, 17 victims. I think some of these victims' lives could have been spared if Jeffrey Dahmer was stopped earlier, if people were paying attention and, you know, alerting authorities and maybe having this guy checked out before, before he could actually kill this many people. You know, that's what I think can be taken from the Jeffrey Dahmer series. We don't want to see this repeated again. So when we see the warning signs, let's alert authorities. Let's get people involved again. Sometimes it's not snitching. It's just trying to, you know, prevent disasters like the De- the Jeffrey Dahmer situation from happening again. This is a short episode. My name is Derek Fleming. This is Derek Talk. And we have discussed the Jeffrey Dahmer series on Netflix. I wouldn't call it interesting or intriguing, but definitely mind boggling and, and, and shocking that a human being could go to such a lengths and have zero compassion for his victims. We our prayers and thoughts go out to the families of the Jeffrey Dahmer victims who are, you know, still affected by this by this man even though he's no longer with us have a great day and i'll catch you next time this has been Derek talk